Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, welcome in to Philly's Full Count. Nick Earnshaw here, your host. This is the inaugural episode for the show. And yeah, we're going to get things started. What we're going to do with this show, I'm really excited about. And I I think there's going to be a lot of good that comes out of this. I hope you enjoy it as the listener. We're going to be recapping the Phillies. We're going to be talking about what's coming up next for the Phillies, storylines, all that good stuff. And we might also mix in a little minor league report. And, you know, I I like talking about the minor leagues and some of the guys that are coming up in the Phillies system. And, you know, we're going to get to that later in the show because there was one player that I have to talk about, that I'm so excited about. I got to see him a little bit when he was in single A, when I used to be a broadcaster for in the Nationals organization. Uh, I got to see a lot of the Phillies prospects as well. And one guy that came up for the Phillies, he came up big this weekend, especially with the gloves. So that'll be later on in the show. Uh, that'll be a segment featuring s- some minor league guys, etc. We'll talk about it in-, in just a little bit. But first, I want to get to this weekend. And, you know, it didn't start off great for the Phillies this weekend. It wasn't wasn't on Friday. Like, it wasn't anything awesome, right? I, I mean, Christopher Sanchez uh, coming out of the break. People are wondering, why do they have to do this? Why you know, why is Christopher Sanchez coming out? But it worked out in the end, okay? Everything worked out. The Phillies lose that first game. It, it wasn't pretty, to say the least. I mean, it, it, was, it was an ugly loss uh, coming out of the break. They look flat. Uh, the pitching was meh. The offense didn't really get anything going. Um, just, just one that you just got to throw away if you're the Phillies, right? And surely they did that. They did that wholeheartedly the rest of the weekend. The Phillies took three of four from the San Diego Padres. Remember, this is the first time the Padres came back to Citizens Bank Park since the NLCS last year. And I think we all know how that ended. Um, Listen, didn't start off great. Uh, wasn't what you expected coming out of the break. Um, guys looking flat, etc. Fine. We get to Saturday, and I want to talk about Saturday a little bit because it was a doubleheader. Um, you, you don't usually see scheduled doubleheaders. Usually, it's because of a rain delay, a postponement, suspended game, whatever. Right. First game early on in the day. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, man. This is where he got it really going. And and in this series, I mean, 
in totality hit three homers, seven RBIs, five total hits, batted 278 in this series in four games. Great stuff from Kyle Schwarber. He got it started by hitting a game-tying home run in the seventh, and then he drove in the go-ahead run in the eighth. Phillies win the first game of the doubleheader on Saturday. So he really got it rolling. Um, Bryce Harper also... He, he looked great this weekend, and if we go to the second game of, of that doubleheader, he finally, he finally broke the streak. The streak's over. It's, it's been forever since Bryce Harper's hit a home run, and I, I got to tell you, you know, it, we, he's the fastest, right, he's the fastest player to come back from Tommy John. Um, he hasn't looked like himself this entire year. I think everyone can agree with that. He, ha- he hasn't. He just has not looked like himself, hasn't looked like the superstar Bryce Harper that we are so accustomed to, so used to, and you just haven't seen it, right? You just haven't seen that from him this season. I'll tell you what, hitting that home run, it just felt like he got something off of his back, and it's like, wow, about time. It's about time, you know, he looks like now, and Rob Thompson even talked about this, right? He talked about this. Um, I don't know what game it was after. It might have been after the game two of the doubleheader, which they won, where where he hit the home run in that ball game. He looks like he's driving the ball. And you need that out of Bryce Harper, right? He he hasn't looked like he's been driving the ball all season. Like he's he's been helping the team out in in minuscule ways, you know, getting a base hit here and there. He's been fine. He's been fine. He's been okay. He's been a decent player. Right, um, but he's he hasn't looked like that superstar that you've become accustomed to, right? And and it, it really felt like in that game, in that second game, uh, he he really got it rolling. And you know, right now, I mean, dating back to July eighth, before the All Star break, he's on a five game hit streak, five game hit streak right now. It's uh, it's unbelievable. Um, he's he's really starting to put it together um, in, in this series. You know, he he looked unreal. Uh, he had a total of six total hits throughout the series. He looked fantastic. Had three RBIs to go along with it. As Bryce starting to starting to get it going, he's really starting to get it going. The homerless streaks over. Um, you know, he's. Now apparently, which we'll get into a little later, might be getting back onto the field, not where you think, uh, in his usual spot, but in a different spot, right? Um, but yeah, listen, he's he he led the Phillies and hits this series uh, coming out of the All-Star break. He looked great. He was hitting the ball hard. Um, and, and then, you know, he hit the home run in that, in that second game, right? Hits that ball it, it, out of here in, in the second game. In... The game on Sunday, the rain delay, the whole nine, all of it, right? He then gets to face Josh Hader. And we remember from the world, from the NLCS, excuse me, he, we thought he was going to face Josh Hader, but he didn't. They, the, the Padres elected not to bring in Josh Hader to lefty on left. They, they didn't do it for some reason. How about Bryce Harper tying the ball game up late in that game? I believe it was the 10th inning. He ties the game up. Base hit off of Josh Hader and keeps the Phillies alive. I mean, it, you can't make this stuff up. So I, 
Then again, I feel like if they brought in Josh Hader in the NLCS last year, Harper would have done the same exact thing, right? He would have done the same exact thing. He would have gotten a base hit or at least a base hit, if not a home run. There was no way you were stopping Bryce Harper then. And he gets to face Hader. Boom. He does it. He helps the Phillies uh, eventually get the win on sun- in Sunday's game. And Sunday's game... My goodness, what a long day of baseball that was, too. I mean, you had the doubleheader on Saturday, and now Sunday you have a, a, a full day because of the rain. No one knows when they're going to play. Uh, it gets keep, it keeps getting pushed back, and you know, updates are coming out slowly, and you finally get baseball around 4.30. So uh, the Phillies, once again, didn't, didn't come out too great in that ball game. I mean, they didn't. I mean, they didn't really all weekend, right? Like, they, they started off slow. It felt like in every single game. And when that happens, you're like, oh, man, here we go again. But, like, you don't. Because I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, you know what? They're going to come back and win this game. I, I mean, I know, I know they're down. I know they're losing. Uh, you, you know, they go down... Uh, three nothing in this game. Eventually, make it three to one. They have the big sixth inning, or they score four runs. Right? Yeah, I, I, I never thought they were gonna lose. Even when they blew it in the eighth, Gregory Soto comes in the eighth inning. Even when they blew that game, I still felt like they were gonna come back and win. I, I, I really did. And, you know, Gregory Soto, he's been struggling lately. Hasn't been. Uh, it feels like himself all year. I, I, I'm always nervous when he comes into the ball game because I don't know what's gonna happen. But man, yeah, I, I don't feel nervous about this team. I, I don't feel nervous when this team goes down. It feels like, yeah, they're they're gonna come back. They'll find a way. They're gonna have a big inning somewhere, some some way. Someone's gonna hit a get a big hit, hit a big home run. Kyle Schwarber, another guy. It's a <laughs> it's another big home run yesterday. Bryson Stott gets it rolling in the fifth inning. I, I mean, they they just have such a deep lineup where it's like, all right, someone's gonna get this thing turned around. And you know the the guy that you know I mentioned a little earlier, Kyle Schwarber, man, he's heating up. This guy, I I don't know what to make of him. He's just such an odd baseball player to me. Um, he he goes up there. He's got a decent on base percentage, but feels like he strikes out or or he's just gonna hit a home run. Um, well, knock a single in there every once in a while, right? But. I, he's just such an odd player. We know how bad the the batting average is. He's batting under 200. Um, the OBP's okay, but he always finds a way to get a big hit. He always finds a way to get a big hit. And when, when you have a guy like that at the top of your lineup, I don't get it either. I it makes no sense to have him at the top of your lineup, but it works. It works. When you have Kyle Schwarber leading off, you know, because going into the season, you thought Trey Turner was probably going to lead off, and then and then Bryson Stott started leading off for a little while, right? That that's what happened, and then they go back to what they know best, what they did all of last year, and they have Kyle Schwarber lead off again. And I I, I got to look for the stat because I mean it's it, it it's ridiculous what he's been able to do. Um, they're 26 and 11 since June 2nd with Kyle Schwarber batting leadoff since they put him back. I, it's, it's, it's amazing. They just win games with him leading off. I'm not going to fight it anymore. I was a person that was totally against him leading off. I was like, Trey Turner, right, if he's struggling, you know what? Put Bryson Stott at the leadoff spot. Don't put Kyle Schwarber. Because when you have all these home runs, you want guys in front of him. You want guys on base. 
but apparently he's just comfortable there. He's just comfortable, and, and I, I can't fight it. I cannot fight it anymore. It works. They're winning games. I don't care. I do not care if he's batting under 200, and I'm a big batting average guy. I've had a lot of conversations and arguments about batting average. I'm a big batting average guy, but <laughs> for some reason it works. It works. It, it defies all logic as to why this guy batting under 200, one of the worst fielders in baseball, he has to get out of left field, but like it feels like any other person would be sent down. <laughs> but Kyle Schwarber comes up with a big home run. He slugs well. He finds a way to get on base. I, you know, I, I, I can't fight it. I cannot fight it any longer. Leave Kyle Schwarber in the leadoff spot. He got it rolling against San Diego in this series. Um... And, and you know he, co- he just comes up with a big hit, and you need guys like that in your lineup. It just he just has the clutch gene. He just has it, and he has the leadoff gene too, apparently, because that works too. Um, yeah, just leave him. Just leave him in the leadoff spot. He's doing great. No one should ever fight with that again. Just leave him there. Don't put Trey Turner. Don't put Bryson Stott. Leave Kyle Schwarber in the leadoff hole because he. They win. They just win with with him there. And, you know, Schwarber, Harper, two guys that have really heated up um, during during this span, this four-game stretch coming out of the All-Star break against the San Diego Padres. But we're going to have more on the other side. I want to start looking ahead, looking ahead uh, to the Milwaukee Brewers series. The Brewers, yeah, they're they're in first place. They're in a little bit of a dogfight with the Cincinnati Reds who have come back down to earth a little bit, um, but you know we're gonna we're we're gonna see what happens this week. Can the Phillies keep it rolling? I think they can. I feel like they've really found their footing, and, and the Phillies, yeah, it, it, it's it's looking great for them right now. Looking absolutely fantastic because they just are so freaking resilient, and I and it, it absolutely makes me ecstatic. All right, on the other side, we'll preview the next series. We'll talk about it, pitching matchups, all that good stuff, right here. On Phillies full count. <clears throat> Welcome back into Phillies full count. Nick Earnshaw here, your host. First ever episode, inaugural episode, our first one. Having a lot of fun. I hope you are too. Phillies, yeah, they're coming off a series win over the San Diego Padres, taking three out of four. Man, the Padres. Just not a great year for them. They're just not playing good baseball. Their pitching's been a little bit of a problem. Still have a good lineup, but man, they just have not been able to figure it out this year. And the Phillies, well, they figured it out this weekend. A long weekend of baseball. Saturday they had the doubleheader. Sunday they had the rain delay. Took all day to play. I think it was a well-earned off day uh, here on Monday. And yeah, they, they definitely deserved it after the performance they had, the resiliency that they showed throughout the entirety of the weekend. They go down, they find a way. Yeah, we're, we're still going to win this series. We're still going to win each and every game. But yeah, a really, really big weekend of Phillies baseball and a lot of winning. It will always help. Uh, but I, I do want to look ahead a little bit um, to the next series and the Brewers. But before I do that, I, I got to mention a, a couple of players that have just kind of been frustrating me a little bit, right? I, Derek Hall. Derek Hall coming up from AAA's had a really, really good year, right? Had a really good year uh, down in AAA. Uh, he, he comes up this weekend, and he has no hits. He didn't even get one base hit. Um, I, 
And, you know, I sit here and I just, I, I miss Reese Hoskins. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I really do. I really miss Reese Hoskins. I'm a Reese Hoskins fan. I know the defense well, wasn't great, but yeah, you miss Reese Hoskins for sure. And, you know, I, I, I just don't know if Derek Hall is a starting caliber first baseman. I, I really don't think he is at this point, especially based on what you saw this past weekend. I mean, he, he gets behind in counts. He doesn't make good contact. Didn't have a hit all weekend. And I just, I'm not a big Derek Hall fan. I'm just really not. And, you know, that leads me into this week against the Brewers, right? And a guy we talked about a lot in the first segment, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is going to be returning to the field, right? But it's not going to be in right field. It's not going to be in the outfield. It seems like they are gearing up for Bryce Harper to play first base this week. Now, I don't know if it's going to be the first game against the Brewers. I don't know if it's going to be in second or third, whatever. Bryce Harper's going to play first base um, because you need to get, first of all, you need to get Kyle Schwab out of left field. He's one of the worst fielders in baseball, if not the worst fielder in baseball, um, out in left field. You got to get him off. You got to just have him DH in. But you're going to have Bryce Harper playing first base because, I mean, they have no choice. I mean, Derek Hall has not played well. He has not hit the baseball. Um, you just can't have a guy like that in your in your lineup. You, you can't. And you know, now they're going to make the move and, and putting Bryce there, new position for him. I, I trust Bryce Harper and think he can play decently over at first. Um, does it worry me a little bit? Yeah, it, it definitely worries me uh, seeing him out there throwing. Um, we know he still wears the big arm brace when he gets on base, uh, when he's stealing bags, um, getting base hits. He's putting it on. Uh, in between pitches, I just, I'm, it, it's a little concerning to me because first base is difficult. You know, I, I know we've all, I, I don't know if we've all seen it, but Moneyball, very famous uh, movie, uh, Scott Hatterberg, they tried to teach him to play first base. Eh, real life didn't, didn't work out crazy well, but, you know, it's, it, I remember the line from the movie is extremely hard. I think that was the line. I forget what the line was. Anyway. I digress. It's, it's tough to learn first base. It's, it's not an easy position. You got to know where your cutoff man is. You got to know your positioning when uh, an outfielder's throwing the ball in. If there's a play at the plate, right? Where are you going with the baseball uh, in certain situations? Uh, with a runner on second, balls hit to you. You're going to look that runner over, tag first. Like, there's so many things that, that go into playing first base. Um, is Harper going to be able to pick that up, pick all of that up really quickly? I, I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he's going to, you know, really surprise us like he surprised us coming back so soon from injury. So, I, you know, it's going to happen. I'm not going to fight this one either. Like I'm not going to fight the Kyle Schwarber leadoff thing. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. Bryce Harper is going to play first base. I don't know how well it's going to happen, but yeah, I, I listen. I. I'm a little nervous to see him play first. I, I can't lie. And I think most fans are also nervous as well. You, you got to be. I mean, this is your star player. You paid him a lot of money. And, yeah, you want him to succeed. You want him to stay healthy. And the bat's just getting going. And Is this going to mess with his swing at all? Like, now he's going to be thinking a lot more about being out in the field. And, you know, he's getting hot right now. Do we? Is this the right time? I don't know. I don't know if it is the right time. But... 
It's going to happen. It seems like it's going to happen in this Brewers series. Uh, Rob Thompson, all indications, that's where it seems. So I think that's where we're going to go with the first base thing. Harper's going to be there. I, I Honestly, I'll take him over Derek Hall. Derek Hall's not hitting at all. He doesn't need to be in this lineup right now. He really doesn't. Um, I, honestly, I, I'd rather bring up Scotty Jetpacks at this point. Uh, I think he, what is he, the 10th or 11th highest paid player on this team? Yeah, might as well. I mean, he's playing well down down in the minors. Give him a shot to play play all over the place, right? Um, Drew Ellis hasn't been great either. So I, I think, you know, having Harper at first, you get Schwarber out of left field. Uh, now you can get young player like Rojas in the lineup too. Um I, I get why they have to do it. I mean, they're kind of stuck at this point unless they make a move at the trade deadline. So we'll see what happens. But I want to preview this series against the Milwaukee Brewers coming up. Very exciting. The Brewers, listen, they're playing really good baseball. I mean, they are playing really, really good baseball. They're in first place um, over the Reds now. They they just had a series uh, against the, the Cincinnati Reds. And, yeah, uh, they, they've taken over. First place over the Reds. They're now two games up at 52 and 42 over Cincinnati. And, you know, Cincinnati's come down to earth a little bit since coming back from the All Star break. You know, the big Ellie De La Cruz uh, month last month in June and in the start of July. He's played well, but the Brewers, I mean, just a clean sweep of the Reds this weekend, uh, starting last, last weekend. I have to sit here and say, listen, the Brewers are playing really good baseball. And, you know, they're they're on a hot streak right now. They've won four in a row. Um, and this is a team that you should be worried about. Now, good thing for the Phillies. Looking at the starting pitching matchups heading into this week, right? Starting pitching matchups. Julio Tehran. He's going to be facing off against Aaron Nola in the first game on Tuesday. First game will be against Aranola, right? Tehran hasn't pitched well in his last couple of starts. Uh, July 3rd against the Chicago Cubs, uh, he did, did not look great, right? Uh, he gave up six earned runs, nine hits in that ball game. Uh, not great. And six innings pitched. Uh, also had a walk as well. Now, Tehran, he's been a guy that's kind of bounced all over this year, started the year with the Padres, and their system was in the minor leagues a little bit, but has made it back to the majors here with the Brewers, but has not looked too great in his last couple of starts. And, you know, like I mentioned, the, the last start against the Cubs on July 3rd, eee, not great. June 27th against the Mets, ooh, not great. Gave up seven earned runs in that one, four home runs as well, seven hits, seven runs, not great stuff there. So, listen, the Phillies can keep it going, um, and they're going to need a good start out of our guy Aaron Nola. Listen, he struggled. Nola struggled this year. He has. I mean, there's no debating it. He, he struggled. It seems like he always has the one inning, right? It's the one inning where he gives up a ton of runs, and then the rest of the game he's fine, or before that he's fine, right? Um, last start... Against Miami, not so great. 
Four earned runs in that one, eight hits, uh, five total runs given up. That one, six strikeouts. But that game against Tampa Bay against Zach Eflin, he was so dominant. Like, he looked like the ace that we know Aaron Nola has in him. Like, he looks so great in that game. Seven to the third, one earned run, one walk, 12 strikeouts. Like, he, lo- he looked like Aaron Nola. And listen, they'll be back. This week here against the Brewers, against Tehran. I mean, this is is setting up for Aranola to have a good start, right? It's setting up for him to have a good start. They're at home. He should be okay. There should be no problems in the first game here against San Diego. There should be no issue, right? So sit here and I think, man, what are we going to get out of Aranola? I think you're going to get a good start out of Aranola. Listen, the Milwaukee offense... While, yes, they've won four in a row, and while, yes, they just swept the Reds, they didn't score a ton of runs in those games. Like, it's not like they were breaking the bank. Like, the Phillies scored some runs against San Diego Padres. The Reds, they they didn't score a ton. They scored four runs on Sunday, three runs against the Brewers on Saturday, and one run against the Reds on Friday. So, uh, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, eh. They're not. They're not. Their offense isn't. You know, stellar at the moment. It's not great, but they're winning close games. They're winning these close games. So that's when you need Aaron Nola to be at his best. But I think the offense is going to come through in in, in the first game against Tehran. Tehran does not look good. He's barely a, a major league pitcher anymore. Um, I, I think the Phillies should be able to take care of business. Get a good start out of Nola. You can't have that one inning where you give up four or five runs, give up the big home run. You know, he's given up a ton this year. We know he's one of the league leaders in giving up home runs. This season, I you, you got to get a good start at Aaron Nola to start, set the tone in the series. Coming off of the off day, I, I think they'll they'll be okay. Game one for sure. Second game, little different matchup. Wade Miley will be the starter for the Milwaukee Brewers, and you also have Christopher Sanchez in that game as well for the Phillies. Sanchez. Yeah, he started that Friday game, was okay. Um, but listen, I, Sanchez, while he's 0-3, 3.26 ERA, I don't care about the wins. I don't care about the wins. It's not a big deal to me. Um, I I, th- I think you're going to get a good start out of Curse for Sanchez. He's, he's pitched really well, and it seems like the Phillies are really pleased with the way he's pitched. Now they're going to get Wade Miley in this game. Last start, pitched pretty well against Cincinnati on the ninth. He went six innings. Four gave up four hits, three walks, had eight strikeouts, and that's in those six innings of work. Um, game before that against the Cubs, struggled a little bit. Um, four earned runs, five hits, not or excuse me, five innings pitched, nine hits, four runs, uh, had four strikeouts in that one. So that that should be a good matchup. Looking for Christopher Sanchez to kind of bounce back, right? I I, I think we we can expect him to bounce back. In that ball game, um, you know he struggled against the Padres a little bit, um, but listen, he he's been good. He's been a nice little surprise for the Phillies. You know, you thought you were gonna kind of get that out of Bailey Falter early on in the season, but I think you're gonna get it out of Sanchez, and and you have been. I mean, listen, gave up three earned in the last start, but before that, I mean, he was really rolling, right? He gave up one earned against Tampa Bay. Um, and that one went six innings. Game before that against Washington back on June 30th, six innings pitching that one. One earned run. Uh, before that, three earned runs. And the, and the game before that, four innings pitched, no earned. So, you know, he's been good. He's been good enough. He's a fifth starter. Um, 
it's good to like know you have a little bit of depth there. Um, if you want to go out and get someone at the deadline, if someone goes down, you have Sanchez there, right? So I, I, I expect Christopher Sanchez to come out and have a little bit of a bounce back start in that ball game. Um, Wade Miley's been been okay. He's been decent this year, so it it's going to be an interesting one in, in that second game. Third game will be Corbin Birds versus Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker slow start of the season wasn't great, right? He has been fantastic. And in his last start, I mean, wasn't his best stuff. He didn't have his best stuff. Didn't Did not have his best stuff at all uh, against San Diego uh, this past Saturday. He, he didn't. And we can be real. Five innings, two earned runs, three walks. He just, he didn't, he wasn't locating the ball well. He just, you could tell. It, it just wasn't his night. Um, but I, I mean, before that, I mean, he, he's, you know, he's pretty much pitched pretty well um, since the start of the year. The Tampa Bay game, we got four in, but he, they, they found a way to win that game. Seven innings pitch. Before that, you know, the, the entire month of June, he was fantastic. After the slow start, wasn't didn't have a great April, right? Didn't have a great, you know, first half of May, June. Really got it together. Um, he is seeming like a, a really good pickup by Dave Dombrowski here in, in this past offseason. So, Really looking forward to this Milwaukee series this week. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Milwaukee's playing really good baseball. The Phillies are really play, playing really good baseball. Uh, Milwaukee's back in first place in that Central Division, and you know they they beat their their rival in the Cincinnati Reds. They sweep them this past weekend. Phillies take three of four against the Padres. It's looking like some really good matchups with with especially with this these, these pitchers and uh, I'm excited. I think I think the Phillies offense is going to be able to to handle their business in this series. They handled it against San Diego. There's no reason why they shouldn't here against the Milwaukee Brewers. All right, we're going to take a quick step off here on Phillies full count. We'll be right back and we get to more of what's coming next for the Phillies. Right, what's next? for the Phillies and, you know, with some of their young players. We'll get to that right on the other side. Welcome back to Phillies Full Count. Nick Earnshaw here, your host, on our first, ah, our first ever episode of Phillies Full Count. So exciting. I'm really excited about this show. Uh, I'm excited to host it. I'm excited to talk some fills with you. And I'm excited for your feedback. It's it's going to be great, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. When you have a really good baseball team to talk about, it's fun to do these type of shows, right? It's fun to talk about a good team, a team that's playing well, and you know the Phillies. They like we've talked about throughout the entirety of the show. They've played extremely well against. Uh, the San Diego Padres this past weekend. It was awesome. It was a fun weekend, a long weekend, that's for sure. I'm sure if you've gone down to the ballpark, you were watching the games with, on at home on TV, it was like, all right, Phillies on Saturday, okay. They're going to play early afternoon, and then there's going to be a little bit of a break, and then we're going to watch them again at night. So busy Saturday. Your Saturday was pretty full. Sunday, you're, it was full again, especially if you went down to the ballpark. Game got delayed just under three hours from 1.30 to 4.30. So it it got it, it it was a lot of baseball to say the least. It was a lot of baseball. But I wanna I wanna talk about a, a really positive spark, an energy plug that this team got over the weekend, which I really think helped them out. And this is a player um who I, I've seen before. I've called his games before. Um saw him last season 
while he was still in single A. Um, he was in double A a lot this year. And he's going to be our first player that we highlight on our minor league segment, Who's Next? And, you know, he's not in the minors anymore. He's now in the majors. But our Who's Next prospect of the week is Johan Rojas, uh, number six ranked prospect in the Phillies organization. Um, a lot of promise with this kid. He is the second ranked outfielder in the Phillies organization right now. Came from Double A uh, during 2017 2018 international signing period. That's when the Phillies uh, got their guy. That's when they got Rojas in January of 2018. And guess how much he signed for? Guess how much he signed for? $10,000. That's that's how much Johan Rojas uh, signed for uh, out of the international pool. And, you know, he's an exciting player. He's only 22 years of age. He's 5'11", but he's had a really, really good year down in the minor leagues, a really good year down in double-A Redding. Uh, overall, this season, he had a 306 average, uh, 361 OBP, 484 slugging, 845 OPS, 45 ribbies, 9 home runs. Uh, he, he's had a really good year. He also had 20 doubles <laughs> down in Redding. Uh, he was just raking down there. And I, I did not, I'll be honest, I didn't think... We were going to get Rojas this year. I, I know he was having a really, really good season. Um, last year, between uh, two teams in the minors, in high A with the Jersey Shore Blue Claws, and then going up to Reading, he kind of split time between those two teams. Uh, he was fine. Like, he was fine. He was better, actually, in double A. Batted 260 there. Had a really had a much better OBP, batting 333. Also batted 387 uh, in AA last year in 60 games. But... Jersey Shore, he was okay, right? He, he was okay when I saw him. Um, I, I thought he was a, a raw talent coming out of uh, the minor league system. So I I didn't expect the Phillies to bring him up this year, especially with all, all the turnaround and Pache being traded, and then he goes down, and you, know, you have Marsh, you have Schwarber, now you got this first base thing with Harper. So, yeah, it, it makes sense to bring him up. I mean, he was raking down in double-A, um, give him a shot. I don't know how long he's here. I mean, he's getting an opportunity, and uh, I, I think the Phillies. I, I think the Phillies were right in, in bringing him up. I mean, this is a guy that can help your team. He's an energetic guy, a really energetic player. Um, he can run well, can hit well. Uh, he's a really, really good defensive center fielder, I, and I think that was showcased this past weekend. He's a guy that can impact the game in just two ways, right? Like, not just two ways. He can impact it on the base pass. He can impact it in center field playing defense. And then he can get a big hit for you as well. So I think this is an awesome, awesome player that's in the Philly system. Because, you know, it feels like in years past we haven't had a ton to talk about with Phillies in the Phillies minor league system. right? I mean, yeah, there's been Stott. There's been Baum. Name the others. I mean, really. I mean, Nola, right? I mean, guys haven't panned out. Stott's panning out. Bohm's really put it together as well. And you need that homegrown talent. I mean, Hoskins, another guy. I mean, we've had a couple of players, a couple of names, right? But they they haven't had a strong farm system 
for for a long time now. They haven't drafted well um, uh, until the past couple, like five or so years. That's when they've started to draft a little bit better. And, and these guys are now contributing. You see guys like Boehm. You see guys like Stott. And now you're going to see the guy like Rojas. I think he could be a good major league player. And he showed it this weekend. I mean, him in center field was awesome. I mean, for, like like first inning, uh, first game ever. It, he makes the double play. He makes the crazy catch and throws it back in for a double play um, to start the game. That's the energy you need. And when you're a good baseball team like the Phillies, and you know you, this is a year you want to go for it, right? You want to go. You want to go win a title. Sometimes you need these guys to bring a little bit of energy. I mean, didn't do really do it with the bat in the first game, but the second game, that's when the bat really got to show off, right? Like he had he had three hits in that game, three for four, two RBIs, had the bunt. I it was it was awesome. It was awesome to see Rojas up from the minor league level, contributing at the major league level. I, I'm a nerd when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to minor league players. Uh I, I love like like just being down there was Two seasons covering uh, minor league baseball, and I got to see a lot of the NL East um, farm systems. Right, like I, I was part of the Wilmington Blue Rocks. Uh, called games down there to the pregame show, postgame show, right? And then you know they they played the Phillies a lot. They played the the Jersey Shore Blue Claws a lot. So I got to see a lot of these players, like like a Rojas. I, I got to call a lot of Mick Abel's games, um, Painter as well down there. So it. It's really cool to see like the growth of of young players throughout their journey, and you know Rojas is a guy I saw a lot, right? I, I got to call his games, and if you didn't get to see him, um, he's he's been putting on a show down in the minors, right? Um, he, he signed just a couple of years ago in 2018 for not a ton of money, um, but he, he's really make made his way through the ranks uh, of of this organization. He, he's 22. He's 22 years old. R- remember that. He's only 22 years of age, and he's got a lot of baseball left in him. So it, he's going to be an exciting, exciting player to watch. No doubt in my mind. He, like You're going to be seeing jerseys and jerseys of him in the coming years. Um, I, I really expect big things out of this kid. Um, I think he's going to contribute. He, he could be a staple there in center field. You move Marsh to left field. Um, Castellanos stays in right. Schwarber goes to the DH spot. Harper at first. Yeah, this is a cool lineup. Yeah, he'll, he'll be at the bottom of the order. Um, may it may it take him some time to get used to big league pitching? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's coming from double A. It's not like he went from double A to triple A. He went from double A straight to the bigs. So this is a player that the past few years has played in rookie ball. He's played in high A, low A. Uh, he's played in, in double A. I mean, that's it hasn't been higher than that. I mean, that's the baseball he's played um, and, and never got to the triple A level. He went right past it. Um, so if that doesn't show you where the what the Phillies think of him and where he is a, as a player right now, um, <laughs> It should tell you a little something that they believe in this guy. They think he has some talent, um, and they think he can contribute right now on a team that's poised to make a playoff run, that spent a lot of money on a lot of big-name players like Trey Turner, like Bryce Harper. They want to they incorporate some of their own guys that they've developed throughout uh, the past couple of years, and Rojas is one of those guys that they've developed and actually have done a good job of so far. And, you know, there's so much time left, right? I mean, he's only played a couple of games. 
uh, so far. But he brought a little bit of spark this past weekend with his defense, his glove. Um, he just he's so athletic and can make it seems like any catch and cover so much ground in center field. And the Phillies need that. It feels like they haven't had a center fielder like that. Brandon Marsh, you know, he, he was good when they traded for him last year. He's played center field for him. But, man, I, I think Rojas is an even better defender than Brandon Marsh. I really do, and I think he will be going forward. Um, but, yeah, that's who's next. That's our minor league segment, our minor league player of the week. Who's next? Johan Rojas is next, man. He is on the cusp of something really special, in, in my estimation. Um, Going to be a fun player to watch in a Phillies uniform for years to come. And, yeah, he... he He'll be he'll be roaming around in, in in Citizens Bank Park center field. He's got to get used to a little bit. Um, he, you know, he, he don't even know the dimensions yet, and he, and he already looked like he was making some really good plays out there in center. All right, we're gonna take another quick step off. We'll be right back here on Philly's full count. Welcome back into Philly's full count. Nick Earnshaw here, your host, and we're. Starting to put a wrap on our inaugural episode. Going to be doing this every single week. Very excited. Very excited to continue to do this every single week. And, you know, I want to wrap things up with um, a couple of trade deadline targets that I had. And, you know, I there, yeah, yeah, the names uh, that have been thrown around, some big names have been thrown around. Otani has been floated for the Phillies. Paul Goldschmidt has been floated for the Phillies, but I don't know. I don't know if the Phillies want to give up some of their really top prospects. I mean, they're starting to fill out that farm system a little bit, and they're bringing up Johan Rojas like we talked about earlier in the show. Um, they want to kind of, you know, also have a future while going for it at the same time. Now, I, listen, I, I'm I'm of the idea, like, yeah, they should go for it. I mean, this is their window. They spent a lot of money. They They, they should go for it. I don't want to give up guys like Painter and Abel, but sometimes you might have to give to get, right? Um, but I I don't think the Phillies have to make any like major, major moves. I, I don't think they're gonna have to give up uh some of their top guys in their in their farm, right? I, I just don't I don't think that's gonna have to happen, right? Like I I think they're gonna have to give up something to, to get something because I think they they definitely have to be buyers at the deadline, no doubt in my mind. Um, would I love Paul Goldschmidt? Sure, you get also get him for another year um, a- after the fact. So yeah, it, it'd be great. I'll start with that. Would love Paul Goldschmidt. Love to see Paul Goldschmidt in a Phillies uniform. It'd be great if they can get it done without giving up, you know, an Andrew Painter. And uh, you probably have to give up a Mick Abel, but if you can hold on to Andrew Painter. Yeah, I'd, I'd be cool with them going after uh, Paul Goldschmidt. But if we're going a little, maybe a little more realistic, they're not buying as high and going after uh, you know, star players like Otani, like Goldschmidt, like Arenado, like, like those type of guys, there's two players that I would like to see them go after. And one hitter I'd like to see them maybe that would, wouldn't cost them as much. And... One player that I, I would like to see the Phillies uh, go after um, uh, to add to the rotation, um, to give them a little more depth there, um, a guy who's been around for a long time, been around the majors for a long time, uh, has you know, a lot of experience, has pitched really well this year, uh, is Marcus Stroman. Uh, I, I know his name's been floated around a lot uh, throughout trade circles around Major League Baseball, but yeah, I would love the Phillies. To go after Marcus Stroman, I don't think it's going to cost you as much as you as people think. Like I think people think 
that Marcus Stroman is going to cost a ton of money um, to, to get. And I, I don't think that's the case. I, I really don't. I don't think that's the case whatsoever. I don't think you have to give up as much uh, to get a Marcus Stroman. And I, I think the Phillies um, definitely could use another pitcher. I, I would love to see the Phillies get another starting pitcher. Um, you, you know, you never know what what could happen going down the stretch. Guys get hurt. We saw Zach Wheeler get hurt last year, um, and they just don't have a ton of depth. While Christopher Sanchez has been great, gives them a little bit of a cushion, he, you need more. I think they need more pitching. Um, I, I think there's some guys they can give up in the minor league system without giving up a Painter, an Abel, a Crawford. I, I don't think you're going to have to do that um, if you're the Philadelphia Phillies to get Marcus Stroman. I think you can get him on a fairly decent deal. Might have to give up like a Griff McGarry um, uh, in this case, but I, I, I don't think you're going to have to give up a ton. I don't think Chicago is going to ask um, over the moon for a Marcus Stroman, a guy who's 32 years of age. Um, you know, He's pitched pretty well. This season, um, you know, he has experience, um, and I, I want that guy on my roster, right? 10-6 on the year, 2.88 ERA in 20 starts. He's pitched well. Uh, in his last couple of games, it's been a little shaky. Last game uh, against Boston, pitched well. Six innings, one earned, three hits. Those couple of starts before that, before the All-Star break, were very shaky. Um, so it dipped a little bit, but I, I think he'll get back on track. Um, he, he's a veteran. He's done this before. Um, I, I think they'll be okay. Uh, I'd like to see them go out there, Marcus Stroman, because I don't think he's going to cost you a ton, right? Like that. That's my whole thing. I don't. I don't want the Phillies to go up a ton here, because I. I think that. You know they have they they they're starting to have a better farm system than they have in years past. Which you know at some point you do want to trade some of those guys, but they're starting to fill it out a little more. And Stroman, he's a guy signed through this year, has an option for next year. So we'll see we'll, we'll see where he goes with that. But he, he's pretty much an expiring deal with an, a player option um, and can test the market again next year. Um, so I, I I think it'd be a fairly cheap uh, get. If you get a guy like Mark Stroman, right-handed thrower, I'd like him. I'd like to go after him. He's got good stuff. Um, been there, done that before, and um, it gives you another starter because you don't want to go through a bullpen game in the playoffs again. You don't want to do that again. There's nothing more than I hate than a bullpen game. Nothing more than I hate than a bullpen game. It just aggravates me to no end. You can eat some innings the rest of the year. Marcus Stroman, the guy I want. Now, another name that's... I, like not a big name that I think the Phillies could go after. Um, he, he's he's an expiring contract. Um, I I don't think you're gonna have to give up a ton to get him either. And if you're just making like these minor improvements, I, I think Mark Sherman's a major improvement. Um, but you, he's not gonna cost a lot. If you could add like another bat to your bench, right? Um, you know, or or another guy just to have in the rotation, uh, Teoscar Hernandez uh, from the Seattle Mariners. I, I think you can get him on a pretty cheap deal. Now the strikeouts have been up a little bit 
this year. He's bat 241 on the season. Um, but no, I, I think you know he. I, I think he wouldn't cost a ton. Maybe you have him come off your bench, just add, give you another bat, right? Uh, he's been a two-time silver slugger. Uh, he's played in the outfield. He play. He could DH as well if you want him to. Um, but I don't think his price tag is going to be too high, but you can get him in the lineup um, th- this year, and I, I think he can make a little bit of an impact. He's not having the greatest of seasons as he's had in the past, uh, like that 21 season where he was an all-star that year, uh, about a 296. Average has come down. It was 267 last year with Toronto. This year, 241. Expiring deal. You can move on when you're done with them. So, yeah, that's uh, that's those are two names I think Phillies really should consider going after that I don't think are going to cost... Uh, a ton of prospects, a ton of assets to get. And uh, I think it would be totally worth it for the Phillies to take a look there. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our first episode. Had a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed the show. More coming every single Monday. We're going to recap the weekend that it was, and we're going to talk about what's going forward, what's going on with the Phillies, all that fun stuff. And uh, it's going to be a blast. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Nick Earnshaw signing off from Phillies Full Count. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 